Hey, Sarahs, Sarahs, Saras, and anyone else who listened to our first episode or is listening now. So, a few days after we recorded this episode, a Nazi opened fire on a group of Jews praying at the Tree of Life Synagogue in Pittsburgh and murdered 11 people. The day before we wrote this statement, a gunman opened fire on a bar in California. There's a lot of stuff going on here. We felt like it was irresponsible for us to release our second episode, no matter how much time had passed between the shooting in Pittsburgh and the release date, without saying something. We are literally a leftist Jewish podcast, and I grew up in Pittsburgh. So, we are horrified by this white supremacist and anti-Semitic violence, and we are seriously saddened by the loss of life. Like so many Pittsburgh Jews, I went back home to Pittsburgh the week after the shooting. Um, And like thousands of people gathered in the streets of Squirrel Hill to mourn the victims and to protest Trump's visit to Tree of Life because, which is like so, so gross that he came there because we know he is fully complicit in the shooting and that he is responsible for so, so much other violence. Something that I like really found moving about that gathering was its message of safety and solidarity. Like, we know that our safety as Jews comes from being in solidarity with other groups of people who are experiencing violence and oppression, and that our safety will not come from more walls or more guns or any kind of other sort of nonsense like that. So, that's some of the stuff we wanted to say. Um, It's definitely not all the stuff there is to say, but we really felt like it was important to say something. So, thanks for listening. Um, Anyways, so... We know that we are definitely going to need some lefty Jewish sillies to win the world that we want. Uh, That's for sure. So hoping you'll join us on that journey. Shout out to winning the world that we want. Shout out to tearing down white supremacy. Shout out to no more Trump. Shout out to all that. Shout out to justice. Shout out to you. For sure. Shout out to all of you. Um, Here we go. Sarah, Sarah, and Sarah. Episode two. Sarah, Sarah, and Sarah. Okay. A cute little and thing. then what's like the tagline about our podcast that that is like and you're listening to Sarah Sarah and Sarah a podcast where we <laughs> a podcast where we there's a lot of pressure this was a good first episode and yeah. I'm feeling a lot yeah. of pressure okay, right now yeah, yeah. let's just yeah. let's just like in the car Nathan and I listened to the That's a Raven theme song <laughs> to get hype <laughs> yeah it no, came I'm on gonna... unexpectedly and I was shocked let's just sure. try let's just go okay. tall Tanari and Nathan and then we'll see what comes out okay, Ready? okay. five six really? seven eight I'm tall I'm Tanara. And I'm Nathan. And this is Sarah, Sarah, and Sara, a podcast where we... We chat. Somebody <laughs> else say something. I feel like it could be like... We gobble. I have such a hard... Oh, we, we gobble. We slurp. <laughs> An amazing intro. Let's try it again. Okay. Let's see what comes out this time. I'm tall. I'm Tanara. And I'm Nathan. And welcome to Sarah, Sarah, and Sara. A podcast about Sarah's, Sarah's, and Sarah's. And anything else you want to gobble about. And leftist Judaism. It's a little forced. <laughs> How dare you? Okay, we're moving on. No, what's, what, what's going to come out when we do it? Great. So, um, we did a podcast and we had our first episode. And it was awesome. It was amazing. My own brother listened to it. Are You're- we recording right now? Yes. I didn't oh, know we, we are? I, I didn't know we were recording. Me neither. Me neither. Me neither. <laughs> that Not was the intro? I thought we were workshopping. I thought that was a workshop. <laughs> I was like, and we're on. When did oh you say that? God. After or before we did? I feel like it would have been acting totally different. No, that's not true. I would just have been acting exactly Do you want to do the intro again? I talked about my therapist and my breasts during our first episode. So. And we set a precedent that we should always get that real. Always therapist, always breast. <laughs> Sarah Sarah and Sarah, a podcast that's always therapists, always breasts, leftist Judaism, some Sarahs, and who else, who knows what else. Who else could wander in the door? (laughs) Elijah! (laughs) Not Pesach season. All right. Okay, let's bring it back. Let's bring it back. We did a podcast last week. We did a podcast last week. It's true. How how did it go? I think it was great. (laughs) I think it was perfect. I, I I was obsessed with it. I listened to it about... You know how on SoundCloud it says we have like 40 listens? <laughs> I'm like just about 10 of those. So. <laughs> Usually at like 60 listens now. Really? Oh, we really? are? I don't know. Checked. It's above 50. It's above oh 50. 
Many are me. I I had my my whole family listen to it. Mm. Yeah, and um, uh, my uncle said it was millennial nonsense. Wait, that's is in like a rude way. Or I've like never felt more complimented. Yeah, for right? real. He may not have said that. I may have told him that. Well, that is different. It's <laughs> <laughs> very different. I just associate millennial nonsense with my uncle. Maybe it's because I was caveating our podcast. I was just like, just so you know, it might be millennial nonsense. Not in the way that I think it's nonsense, but in the way that like he's like, I don't understand the Me Too movement, like that kind of way. You know what mm. I mean? Mm-hmm. So not nonsense, just like he's not on the train. Did we get any feedback from our first pod? Tell what feedback you get over there. Well, according to my brother, um, he said it was very funny. And I was really touched by that because I wasn't expecting him to listen to it. <laughs> so Shout out to Tom's he brother. He told me he listened to it and then he told me that it was funny. Shout out to my coworker Zach, who said, I actually listened to it. That's so rude. <laughs> it's so nice. No, if you knew Zach. I don't know Zach. Shout out to Zach. <laughs> my grandmother also said that Nathan talks too fast. To which I say, <laughs> I'm just going to say, like, is this a piece of feedback I've gotten before? Yes. yes. Is it a piece of feedback I take? No. <laughs> I, I just, I kind of feel like if I enunciate, my years of theater camp taught me if I enunciate, then I can talk as fast as I want. Like, this is part of my nature. So. Yeah. Okay, wait. But wait, wait, no. But I do have another piece of feedback for Tall. Give the feedback. My friend Summer said your voice is really sexy. Oh. <laughs> that is exactly what's in my head right now. Ooh. That sound bite. Oh, yeah. How are you feeling at getting this piece of feedback, Tal? Oh, I am feeling, like, really good about myself. Thank you, Summer. Yeah, Summer. Uh, Summer. Also, are you single? She is not. Mm. Summer! Yeah. Maybe we should have a section on the pod where it's personals, because I recently (laughs) started... (laughs) Personals on the pod. Hi, personals. Following them on Instagram after way too long, and they are so tender and sweet. Oh, stop. It would just be nice. My therapist thinks I am Sarah a... personal. <laughs> Sarah personal? Only Sarah's can submit. Oh. That's well. rude. <laughs> <laughs> I also want love, and my name is not Sarah. Should we address the fact that none of our names are Sarah? Oh, well, maybe. Wait, when I told... Wait, but I actually have one more piece of feedback that I just want to share. Okay. Let's circle back. Circle back. <laughs> my friend John He, who lives in New York, shout out. Was like, she was like, I was listening to this podcast on the subway and I had to stop listening because I was like laughing too much in public. We made it! And so I had to, she was <laughs> yes, like, I st- just started listening, but I'll finish later, but I was laughing too much in public. So thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome to Jack Oh. For making me laugh so hard on the subway. My brother also said... Because we've all been that fool. Mm, he also said he was laughing. He was having to hold in the laughs at work. Mm. So. My coworker also said that she, like, when she turned on the podcast, she was like, okay, interview with a Sarah right now. And then she was like, whoa, what's all this other stuff? It's just, it's, just fun. It's just, we chat, we gab, we garb. We goggle. We goggle. We goggle. <laughs> Lady goggle. <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> um, great. Wait, but there was, what was it, what were we talking about other than feedback? Feedback around the pub. We were going to talk about feedback. We were also going to talk about the factory of bad dates. Mm. Yes. This is a Tanara moment. Bring us in. Okay. I have too many bad dates under my belt. Also, Nathan just... (laughs) (laughs) Nathan just (laughs) shot back the rest of his champagne. He is in it to win it. Not driving tonight. I'm not driving. Tall drove me here. No, I know. That's what I'm saying. I wouldn't Mm -hmm. drive drunk. Don't drive drunk. Hey, kids. (laughs) Listen, when I teach my eighth grade health class about alcohol, mom was like, the one thing is, you just cannot drive drunk. You just cannot. (laughs) You're like, that's one of the things. No, I'm glad that you emphasize that because I actually know a lot of people who drive tipsy and it's yeah, it scares the shit out of me. It's a little skeezy. It's a little skis. I'm like, because, okay, it's one thing if you're putting yourself in danger, but you're also putting a lot of other people in danger. I, I was hit by a drunk it. driver. Really? With my mom when I was 12. Oh. Testimonial. Yes. Yeah. 
the drunk driver was coming around a curve and we were going the other way around the curve and she just did not turn the car and she hit us and had it been like a foot closer like my mom would have been very hurt it hit the oh, front tire so the driver's oh tire my, my mom God. was also hit by a drunk driver you guys do not drink and drive no wait but here's the thing when I'm teaching, I feel like when you're in eighth grade, you're just constantly getting information from adults about drugs and alcohol, and much of it is a lie. That's but kind of one fair. thing yeah. that's not a lie is that you shouldn't drive drunk. Like that's for real. That's though. how you explain it to so them. So I'm yeah. So I'm always like, that one is real. Yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Like marijuana will kill you immediately. That one is fake. <laughs> <laughs> Love that. I forgot that that's what I was told. Y'all used to be on such a high horse about marijuana. I'm not anymore. <laughs> You're not anymore. <laughs> Are you a smoquois? I am not. I don't smoke very often because I am something of a tight ass. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So factory of bad dates. Tonight is really keeping us on dates. track. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, we do have to interview our next Sarah in. Sarah, Sarah, and Sarah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Factory bad dates. Get us with date. a bad date. Oh my god, it's a doozy. Doozy. <laughs> so, um, I have a bad habit of having bad dates, but I think I'm ready to turn exactly. the corner. Yeah. It's, no, I mean, my I do have friends that are like, "Why you of all people do you <laughs> always get the worst ones?" I do think I'm ready to turn a corner. I'm saying no bad dates 2019. Yes. I say no bad dates last two months of 2018. I know, but I feel like <laughs> hopes a little lost for me at this point. Anyway, so I went out with a boy. <laughs> Um, on no bad dates fifty seven seventy nine. Sorry, what I said no bad dates fifty seven seventy nine. Because <laughs> of Jews. Yes. <laughs> Good one. So, um, I think I do have to come clean in that when we started the date, three people from the Philadelphia theater community entered the bar that we were in, and I saw them. And this was before the boy came, mm. and so I saw them, and they were like, "What are you doing here?" And I'm like, "I'm about to go on a really awkward Tinder date." How do you know it's going to be awkward? Uh. Maybe, I don't know. Like, did you have an awkward conversation before? I think so. You were just feeling awkward about it, but you wanted to test it out. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I think that's a good dick. <laughs> <laughs> yes? Dip your toe into the waters. Dip my toe into the waters. <laughs> yeah. So they walked in and they were like, what are you doing here? And I was like, I'll pretend. And then they were like, well, just like yank on your earlobe if you want us to come get you or something. Which, so like... <laughs> Which is nice, but also I did feel a little bit like I was being watched yeah, that's during the date, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Then he arrives. That. In the first 20 minutes, it is revealed that we are both Jewish. That is revealed because he asks me where I'm from, and I say, I know, I never know how to, like, answer this question, which is a real thing. When people are like, where are you from? I'm like, do they mean where I was born? Do they mean where I grew up? Those are two separate places, blah, blah, blah. And so then, uh, then is always, like, a nice conversation in where I'm like, I was born in Israel, and then I grew up in Ohio. And then, you know, he recognized the word Israel and so had a face reaction. And boy, oh boy, hashtag leftist Judaism, can you learn a lot about a person by how they react to the word Israel? So he had some, like, reaction, and I was like, oh, you heard of it? <laughs> I'm extremely cute on dates and always. And um, That's true. It is true. He, he, he revealed that he was also Jewish, and then he goes, but I hate it, and I hate being Jewish, and I don't like Jews. And I was like... <laughs> that's, just, that's just really that's that's what you call right out of left field <laughs> it's just such a lot of information to reveal the first 20 minutes of a first date you know what i mean yes i was like we can talk about this but like it's a lot anyway so then we continued <laughs> Um, I will also say that I didn't have any food because my stomach wasn't feeling well, but I did have, like, one beer, and he ate, like, an entire cheeseburger in front of me, which well. is, like, not a problem, but it was just very funny. <laughs> and then he was like, do you want to play shuffleboard? And I was like, I don't like playing games because I'm bad at them. And also, when I'm bad at them, I lose, and when I lose, I get very angry, and I don't want to be angry at you on our first date. Um, and he was like, oh, no, I think it's fine. We should just do it. And I'm like, I'm going to get mad. That sounds coercive a little bit. Also, shuffleboard. <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was not coercive in that I didn't give a shit enough for it to really affect me. Like, yeah. I would be happy to play shuffleboard. But I, I, would, I was just letting him know that I could be angry at him. So then what this is what happens. This is the sequence of events. I win the first game of shuffleboard to everyone's surprise, <laughs> including yeah. my own. Game bird! <laughs> <laughs> that one 
was the right moment. That was the right moment. That was the right moment. World champs, baby. Oh my god, when I was in Dunkin' Donuts this morning, they, they have a, like a. Sorry, everyone. Okay, okay. Dunkin' Donuts had flags that say World Champs, and then there's another flag. It's only like 30 World Champs flags. And alternating Dunkin' Donuts logo with the Eagles logo on them. <laughs> All over the Dunkin' Donuts at 40th and Market. <laughs> 44th. Okay, those bird flags were out into Dunkin' Donuts to cheer on Tanara's shuffleboard win. And back to you. Do you see what I did there? I do. Man. It was cute. <laughs> okay, so I won the first game. He won the second game. And then I said, we're even, so we can stop now, right? And he goes, no, I, we have to play again because I can't let a girl beat me twice. Oh! <laughs> this is the part of the story where my uncle said, what? It's funny. And I said, what? And then my dad says, that's annoying. And I said, it's a little bit more than that. But those are some of the men in my family. It's not a big deal. <laughs> Meanwhile. Um, anyway. You do so, I looked at him and I said, hey, buddy, you just lost. And he was like, uh, what do you mean? We haven't played yet. And I was like, no, 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 like you lost. Because if you lose this game to me, you've lost on so many levels. And if you win this game, you've really lost the date. Like just now, what you just said, you just lost the date. Essentially what I was saying is that you will not see me naked. And like every time a boy sees me naked, I'm, I'm, I am a little bit like, e, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, girl, yes. You know, so I was a little bit like, you do not get that pleasure anymore. Right. So uh, we continued. He won. And I was like, but you lost, though. And so then we, like, the date ended. We went out to my bike. And I was like, I was like, oh, look at me. I'm about to look like a dork. And I put my helmet on, which, sidebar, when did we start thinking it was not cool to wear protective headgear? <laughs> this is the thing that I feel the most strong about, strongest about. <laughs> is it protective headgear? Yes, like so many people don't in Philadelphia do not wear helmets and I think when they're biking. Cool. And I think it's cool. And like I love to look cute too, and I love to do my hair too. But it's not fucking cool it's when you have it. a concussion and you're in the hospital or you have like permanent brain damage. We are really you know the how, same like, to like, Everybody today. I know <laughs> has wear your helmet, stay drive drunk. <laughs> Anyway, so I was like, look at me, I'm going to look like a huge dork, and I put my helmet on, and then he goes, ooh, he goes, oh, look at her, she cares about women's rights. What? <laughs> what? Oh my god, I don't even know how to react to so What? Just a giggle to that? I just stared at him, and then he goes, oh, I mean, everybody should. Because of the helmet? What? 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 I don't understand. I didn't understand then, I still don't understand now. Cut two. Three days later, he texts me and he's like, I think we can both agree that we had a great time. And I was like, nah, bruh. But, what? Yeah. Wait. I hope you just said nah, bruh. So listen, fellas at home, if you think you can show me a better time than that. <laughs> Personals. <laughs> Podcast personals. Podcast personals. Do you guys have any bad dates you want to share? In the oh, bad I would date love to. Yeah? I'd really love to. Go for it. Okay. So, a uh, uh, couple years ago, I was doing the online dating game, and I decided to try my luck at online dating the men folk. And I was, like, kind of skeptical about it, but I was just like, let me do this. I don't, I've never online dated men before, and I would love to try, because where do you meet them in real life? You don't. <laughs> You're telling me. <laughs> it's like that's not even that funny. It's not. I'm a teacher. Like, there's just they're not, not there. They're not. I, mean, I there, am too. There are a lot, actually, surprising amount of men in my school, but still, I don't know. I where do you find them? Don't know. Try the online dating thing. Went on a couple dates with this guy who was like pretty nice, and the first date was fine, and I was like, let's you know, let's go on the second date, and it was also like fine and I was sort of just like okay he's sweet and nice and granted I had a pretty low bar at that time <laughs> been there sister yeah. yeah women we deserve better no bad days 2019 no bad days 2019 and 
Um, so, like, the third date rolls around, and it's, like, pretty good. Like, we're having a nice time, and he's, like, sweet and texting me during the week, and is, is actually just, like, nice and sweet. And so I was, like, maybe he's really shy or intimidated about me because I am kind of strict on politics. Like, he was, like, saying, uh, I don't like to talk politics, and I was just, like, that's because you're privileged, honey. Like, you have privilege <laughs> to say that. You can't just say, I don't like to talk politics and not, like, unpack that statement. That's so funny. My um, reaction to that would have been, like, straight white man he is a straight white man I probably would have just shouted that at him instead of said that thing that love that this yeah. is two years ago baby now I'll have more musical interludes <laughs> was he was he in fact a white man he was okay he was a straight a, white man yeah and so I was just like maybe he's really intimidated like he's never encountered a woman like me I'll give him the benefit of the doubt we go on Five dates. And on the, five. Fifth, wow. on the fifth date, we went the on like, or maybe like four or five. Days. Ca- <laughs> <laughs> it was one, it was one date a weekend for an entire month, the month of March. One day a weekend. One date a weekend. So these like, were a weekend moments. These were weekend moments. Oh, I do weekday moments because you know, you can always be like, gotta get up early in the morning, buddy. Boo Boo had a weird work sketch. Yeah, that's fair. And so I was just trying to be nice about it. And so. So. Fifth date. <laughs> Fifth date. We're sitting at dinner. It's like, we go to like an early dinner. It's like four o'clock or something. I think the plan was to like grab <laughs> some food and then like hang out afterwards and <laughs> do something sure, else. Sure, Or like get the early bird special. <laughs> I was about to be like, are y'all 80? But that was I mean, a bad I do joke. sometimes feel like that. So, mm. so we're at dinner and we're like not talking. And we've known each other for a long time. So all of a sudden I'm just like, okay, he can't be intimidated by me anymore. Like we've made out heavily. Like, heavily. Oh, I didn't so, realize that there was sexual contact. There wasn't sexual contact. I was hoping for it, but there wasn't. Oh, but oh, oh, oh. there but wasn't out. that. Making, there was some heavy making contact. out, and then he was like, gotta go home, and I was like, what the fuck? Um, oh. Yeah, weird. Yeah. So where are the date? I mean, we're sitting. He's not talking. It's like super weird, and I said something like, don't I'm you so- think it's Pause. I'm so nervous right now to find out the fucking dropkick butt of this joke. It's not a joke, though. It's your life. I'm so nervous what he's saying. I hope it's funny. So, <laughs> so I'm like, don't, I said something like, don't you think it's weird that we don't have a lot to talk about? And he just sort of says like, no, like, we're just eating dinner or something. And I was like, I actually got pretty angry and was like, what the fuck? Like, we have known each other for a while. We should have stuff to talk about. This was all in my head. So I run to the bathroom. Classic. I text <clears throat> a friend who probably wants to shout out on the pod, but I'll ask and then we can do it. Her name's Abby Schottenfels. And I text shout her. Shout out to Abby. Shout out to Abby. And I text her. And I'm like, Abby, I'm on, like, this is a fucking terrible date. I'll meet you at the bar in 40 minutes. Like, get a picture ready. And so we finished the dinner and he's like, what do you want to do now? We're in his car. And I was like, I think I just want to go home. Like, I'm really tired um, because I had never really ended it during a date before. Yeah. So we go home and he's kind of mad that we're going home and he's like visibly mad. And then I'm like, what the? Like, I'm really turned off at that what? point. What is he angry about? That we're going home. We're not hanging out. But what was he something. angry about before at the, at the restaurant? He wasn't angry. He just didn't have anything to say and didn't think it was weird that on a date we were just eating in silence. <sighs> so then, later that night, I make Abby craft a text for me that's, like, basically, like, we've been known each other for a while and I just don't think we have a connection you know, I was really shocked when we didn't have anything to say to each other at dinner. Like, that really turned me off. So I don't think we should see each other anymore. And he responds, Oh, well, okay. <laughs> <laughs> this boy had a fire underneath his soul. Let me tell you, that was a joke. This boy was boring. <laughs> The joke was that I went on five days with a boring guy, so it's more of a, a self-deprecating but, joke oh, about me. But I mean, like, the, I kind of, here's the thing. Like, I feel like straight guys, because they're not culturalized to, like, emote and, and to, like, build social relationships in the same way that, like, non-straight guys are, because that's, like, the only fucking option that we have. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I feel that most straight men are kind of boring. And I'm like, obviously, like, no, they're not. And when we get to know them in under the right circumstances, they blossom. But, like, I've gone on a lot of boring dates. And, in fact, the dates that always lead to a second date are dates where I'm like, this boy knows how to talk to people. And mm. usually that means that this boy has grown up with some kind of struggle in his life. Or two mobs. 
<laughs> I feel like you know, I love a boy with two moms. Yeah, that's true. I love boy with two moms. Which is not a struggle, to be clear. That's no, right. no, 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 no. But, but it's a different culturalization. Mm. Oh, it is time for our sponsors, but it's also time for me to have more champagne, and I don't know where it is. Okay, it's out there, and I think that we should have more champagne after we do sponsors and get ready to call Okay, sponsors are paying for the champagne, so that's good. Yeah, yeah, so... Shout out to Barefoot if you want to be our sponsor. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Sarah, Sarah, and Sarah is brought to you by ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter. We've all heard the ads, but we don't quite know what it is. ZipRecruiter, you're a company. You want people to apply. For some reason, the internet is not good enough. But you can use ZipRecruiter. It's the internet, but a specific website where you find applicants, and then they submit their resumes, and then you look at them. ZipRecruiter. It's like how capitalism needs bodies. It goes gobble, 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 chomp, chomp, chomp on bodies. And ZipRecruiter is like, here's a platter of bodies. But they're not dead. Just to be clear, ZipRecruiter, they're not dead. Tell, tell us about your question. experience using ZipRecruiter for your Waterize company. <laughs> oh, okay. So, um, I recently started a Waterize company, and um, I... For our listeners that are not in Philadelphia, Waterize is called Italian Ice and every other goddamn place on earth, but for some reason, Philadelphians call it Waterize. Got it. Okay, great. Delicious. I really needed some new employees, but I wanted some who uh, were going to hang, who were going to be able to hang. So I went on ZipRecruiter, and I searched for... <laughs> sorry. Snar just walked out the door. So funny. Did you see that? <laughs> I, I went on ZipRecruiter, and I searched for Ken Hang. <laughs> <laughs> and what do you know? I found my greatest staff. Can they hang? Can hang. ZipRecruiter. They can hang. They're not dead, and they can hang. <laughs> Sarah, Sarah, and Sarah. Sarah, Sarah, and Sarah is brought to you by Casper Mattress. Casper Mattress. Um, one time I fell backwards on a bed and I was like, I ain't ever getting up again. <laughs> Casper Mattress. Once I was in an Airbnb in upstate New York and I had the <laughs> I had the best night of sleep that I've ever had in my entire life. It was like 85 multiple orgasms at once. Casper Mattress. One time my friend Anushka had a tufted needle mattress, which is a competitor of Casper, and then I laid on it, and then I was like, this is the most comfortable bed ever, so then I bought a tufted needle mattress, but I don't have a Casper Mattress, but when I hear the ads for Casper Mattress, I think, is it the same? Casper Mattress. (laughs) Sarah, Sarah, and Sarah. Okay, we're recording on our end, we're recording her, right? Mm-hmm. Now we just need to stop eating bread. But we don't need to stop drinking <laughs> champagne. Ayo. Cheers, mate. Hey, are you drinking something? Yeah, I am. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Ooh! What's in there? Oh, just a little little secret sauce. Nothing to worry about. Wait, but is it like a drink or is it like a drink? I'm winking. I'm going to say the second one. Okay, cute. Yes. That's what we want. I That's mean, amazing. Only if you want, obviously. Okay, wait. I have to introduce everybody because okay, right. it's my Sarah. No, Sarah has to introduce everybody. No, but Sarah doesn't know anybody. Oh, just the names. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so Sarah, this is my friend Nathan and my friend Tall. Hi. Hi. Nathan Hi. and Tall and I met in Philadelphia, which is where I currently live. Did Did we know that about each other? Um, I, I kind of like follow you in the way like I follow all of my friends regardless of how much I still talk to them. So like I just like to know what they like send good energies towards them you know it's beautiful oh my god i feel the energy from you uh now it's my turn to introduce you to them sarah do you want to explain how we know each other um it goes way back that's for sure (laughs) wait okay can we like tell the story of how we became friends there is an actual story i'm desperate to know there is a there is an actual story okay so this is so great um so Tanara and I went to the same elementary school, but like she was new and Where remind me what grade to- it was, Tanara. Second grade. Okay. Yes. Uh, um and on the first day of school, Tanara came up to me, like this new girl came up to me and was like, Will you be my friend? Cute. Which is so brilliant. Like what a great way to make friends. Like it was novel. Like I wasn't ready for it. <laughs> to, to be clear, like like, this was revolutionary that you would 
Sorry, there's a. Are there animals at your at your table this time? Because I brought a cat. Um. <laughs> we don't have any animals this time. It's the. It's really sad, but it does make things a little bit easier. I will just say that <laughs> feedback for ourselves. <laughs> yeah, no, totally. I agree. Like I brought my cat in the same way that you would like bring bronchitis to a dinner party. Like it just happened. Anyway, so. <laughs> her friend and the this is the crazy part to me is that she had to ask more than once because like I didn't immediately just say yeah let's be friends like I couldn't be bothered with this like like (laughs) as if I was so busy as a seven-year-old you know like I mean you have math you have reading writing talking to birds probably It's not as though I had so many other friends that I couldn't make room for her. It was like, I just, I was just buried in paperwork. Like, these color pencils aren't going to sharpen themselves. Like, (laughs) Wait, but how did it happen? How did you actually become friends then? I think I just was, like, running out of responses or something. Like, I wasn't that clever. So I was like, okay, yeah, we're friends now. Wait, sidebar. One time, so it was okay. <laughs> the The cultural understanding of the "Do you want to be my friend?" story is the reason it was so weird was because I was coming from a very Israeli place of friend making, and when you're Israeli and you're a little kid, you run around and you're like, "Do you want to be my friend? Do you want to be my friend? Are you my friend? Are you my friend?" And then I came to the Midwest, <laughs> and things did not work that way. You were like, "No one understands Hebrew." Well, I was speaking English, Nathan. But anyway, so then I do remember. I don't remember what grade we were in, Sarah, but I. I do remember that we were sharing stories that we had written and they were supposed to be like true stories and you got up in front of the entire class and you shared your perspective of the do you want to be my friend story and but it had the best ending you were so eloquent even then you were like and then she said do you want to be my friend for a third time and I had the perfect answer ready I said definitely and (gasps) it was the sweetest thing that anyone's ever done for me oh my god do you still have that document do you have the the story I didn't even remember, like, I didn't remember that this existed. I wish that this was, like, I mean, maybe it's, like, somewhere in, like, a keepsake box somewhere. I'll submit it to the uh, Sarah Sarah and Sarah archive if if it's to be found. We do have an Instagram page, and we would post it. It could be our first post. <laughs> I'm going to look hard. Oh, my God. Okay, so, Sarah, I, this is, now I know how you feel, Nathan, because I'm just, like, so overwhelmed that I'm seeing somebody that I know that I love so much and I haven't spoken to in so long. But you spoke to your Sarah a lot. Like, you guys are like this. Like Yeah, I'm we like, we're, like, still very much in in touch. We're, okay. like, still friends. Yeah, so Sarah, yeah, it's been, like, ten years since we saw each other. Oh, wow. Yeah, and it's, like, not because, I mean, we just, like, I went to Vermont and you were in Bowling Green and, like, we just were, oh, should I not have said that? No, that's fine. Yeah. Okay, your face just dropped. Anyway, we just, like, lost touch. But, like, always, like, she, Sarah was such an integral part of my, like, childhood, genuinely. My childhood, my, like, my parents still talk about her. My dad has a story about Sarah cracking him up in the car. Sarah's last name begins with an H. And we were driving in the car, and I said, Dad, turn on the AC. And Sarah was like, what's the AC? And I said, it's air conditioning. And and she said, well, what do you call heat then? H? And my dad just thought that was the funniest (laughs) thing he had ever heard. I've heard this story. You have not. Yes, I have. What? Well, I heard it from you. I mean, it's a good story. I'm not complaining. I'm just, it's just like that. That's how iconic it is that I've heard it before. Yeah, because this is like, yeah. And so now my dad, every time I mention you, Sarah, he's like, Sarah, heat? Like, he literally still says that. That's so heartwarming. I live, like, right down the street. Fr- Do they still live in the same place? Because I live so close to where you grew up now. <gasps> you um, are, ki- are you kidding? Shout out to Central Ohio. <laughs> shout out to the mid- best of the Midwest. Hey, <laughs> <Get> Buckeyes. <laughs> Wait, that's insane. I'm going to be home for Thanksgiving. Oh my god, we could have reunion 2K18. <gasps> Are you going to be bo- going back to West Jeff? Um, West Jeff is half an hour away. I'm not terribly concerned. <laughs> <laughs> got it, got it. Cute. Yeah, the other reason why we sort of drifted apart, although we maintained our friendship for a really long time after you switched schools, was because Sarah, mm-hmm. in fourth grade, did you move to West Jefferson? Fifth grade. Fifth grade. So I stayed in central Ohio and she moved just like a half an hour south of that. Mm. South? Southwest? 
good. Anyway, so now it's time for the hot goss portion of the Sarah interview, which is tell us what you're up to these days. Hot goss. Well, <laughs> are you like leaning on a tower of suspense because you just found out that I'm still in the Midwest in Columbus, Ohio? Like, is that why you're Listen, right no need to shit on Columbus, oh, Ohio. Listen, not today. Columbus gets cooler and cooler the longer I'm away from it, which actually kind of makes me sad. I mean, yeah, it does, and but like, I don't know, it, it gets cooler and like more I, gentrified. Can I say that? Like, yes, <laughs> yes, you can. <laughs> Wait, okay, so you were in the middle of of about to hot gossip as to what you're doing in Central Ohio. Okay, um, well, I'm a social worker, um, yeah. which is fun. I do medical case management for people with HIV. Shut out. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's fun. That's pretty much, like, um, what I do, like, to make money. Um, yeah. That's amazing. I, I knew that you were a social worker. I knew that you were in Kentucky at one point, and I didn't know when or if you had come back to Ohio. It was actually, it was Tennessee. Yeah, I lived mm-hmm. in um, what's called the Buckle of the Bible Belt, uh, Cleveland, Tennessee, for a year. Yes. What were you doing in Cleveland, Tennessee? Um, being miserable. <gasps> and... <laughs> Hot take, hot no. take. Hot take, yeah. <laughs> um, serving them up daily. <laughs> yeah, that was that was pretty um, crazy. Yeah, so I was doing social work there also, like, with the community, like, mm. working with nonprofits and stuff. And uh, as it turned out, nobody wanted my opinion. Not a damn person asked for it. So I was uh, like, you know, it was a year-long position, and at the end of that position, I was just kind of like, well, I'll just get out of y'all's way now. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Wow. Wait. When? When? I obviously this was like part of our conversations because we definitely were still talking while we were in college. Like we, I remember we would like sometimes hang out during the summers. But can you give us a sense of like why social working? Like what drew you to that? Um, it was kind of like an accident. Yeah. I I don't know, which is. Probably what a lot of social workers say. Like, as it turns out, people don't grow up, like, wanting to do this. I don't think. I don't know. Maybe people do, and good for them. But um, I don't know if this was evident to other people, like, how much I talked about it or whatever. But I was so determined to be a lawyer. Like, I just thought, like, am job. Like, I am going to be a lawyer. Didn't even really know what, like, that entailed. Um. So there I am in my pretentious poli-sci classes, and I was like, actually, I just like people. So um, I just, like, changed my track completely, and here I am. I feel like like part of the reason why we became so close is because we were two people who had, like, very, like, diverse examples of the full spectrum of humanity, just, like, in our lives. We just, like, knew many different kinds of people, and not a lot of seven-year-olds know that. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. I definitely still think of you as, like, being that person in my life, so I'm glad that you said that. That's a good way to put it into words. Like, part of the reason why Sarah and I clicked so quickly was because we both had, like, brothers who were on the spectrum, and we both, Mm. like, really, really identified with each other in that way, which, like, Mm. now that I'm 25 years old... Like, there, there's, like, a whole part of disability advocacy that is all about siblings. And I had no fucking idea. Right. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yes. I love it. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like the- I mean, because it's, it's such a specific relationship and it's so fraught sometimes. It can be. It can be. It doesn't always have to be. But, like, when I, for my work and in the past, I've also, like, worked with a lot of disability advocacy groups. And then, like, when I share that the reason I am committed to this work is because of my brother, they're, like, the fact that I am a sibling, like, I don't want to say that, like, any one person shouldn't, like, do disability advocacy even if they don't know somebody with a disability because, like, disability is just, like, a cultural design. It's not, like, an actual diagnosis thing. But, like, the fact that I am a sibling for some reason, like, not for some reason, it just, like, has a very specific role in that community. And I had no idea. I always thought that it was, like, that I didn't really have a right to talk about it because I didn't have a disability. But they're like, no, 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 you're a sibling. You kind of get it. Um, so I don't know if you run in circles like that where that's been your experience, Sarah. Yeah, definitely. I feel like there's, like, a certain flavor of, like, allyship with being a sibling Mm -hmm. that, like, 
I've only really run into it with other people who are like direct family, like immediate family members of people with a disability. Mm. But yeah, I totally think that that is like recognized, which is awesome because it's just like great finding people that you can relate to, you know? Wow. Mm -hmm. That's for real. Do we want to ask Sarah some of the pre-prepared questions? Oh, yeah. Sarah, we're going to pivot for a moment. And we have some exciting things to ask you. Tal's going to bring us in. <laughs> okay. Um, okay, so one of, the, one of the origins of our pod is that we realized that there are just a lot of people in our generation named Sarah. It started with running joke. Shout out to episode one where we explained that running joke. Sarah Bourbon. Um, but when did you first realize that there were a lot of other people our generation named Sarah? I think I was one of five in my kindergarten wow. class. Wow. <laughs> did you... Like, I've, I've, like, I was Sarah H. long before heating an AC. Like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> okay, long before the smash hit joke of 2001. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it, tr- it truly was. Wait. Wow. Take us back to that kindergarten moment. It's 1998. Seven? I'm not sure. It's 1998. You're there. There's four other people named Sarah. Did you feel some type of way about that? Um, probably like stingy and jealous. Like mm. that's my name, mm-hmm. which is like it ain't that good, love. You know, like we, we can <laughs> share this name. Yeah. Mm. So I had a different name growing up, and I was always like initial. Like I was always it was Rachel. Secret, secret. I was <laughs> my name was Rachel growing up, and so I was always like Rachel B. Rachel. Like, everybody had initials, and I truly hated having an initial attached to my name. I just wanted to be a first name. Did you feel like that also? I think it was, yeah, it was kind of like, it seemed like a burden to everyone else, which was enough of a reason for me not to like it. So, actually, it's funny that you should say that, because I don't even go by Sarah anymore. Um, (laughs) So, everybody who I meet now calls me SJ. Wait, that's so rude, because we've been calling you Sarah this whole time. Well, like I told Tanara, like, you know, people that have known me forever, like, you totally get a pass. Like, I'm not going to hold it against you. Right, call like me whatever you want. But, like, to make it easier for other people, like, if somebody called my office and asked for Sarah, like, there would be this whole phone tree of just Sarah's. Like, they're going to get the wrong voicemail, and it's going to be a catastrophe. So, I just feel like I'm doing my part. <laughs> Sarah, some more questions we have some more you. questions for you, and we are so excited about them. Okay, so okay. you listen. I have, I have, it. I have no idea what your religious experience or identity is, but something that a lot of the Sarahs that we have interviewed, meaning one and the ones we will <laughs> interview in the future, are Jewish, as are the three of us. And it, in a way, it's like a name that sometimes people think of as a Jewish name. So I'm wondering. Well, first of all, are you Jewish? I am not. I was raised Catholic, which is usually where people get quiet, so mm. I'll just talk through that silence for you. Please, <laughs> <laughs> you don't ever, I, I, yeah, I just feel like to ask somebody to, like, apologize or, or to make excuses on behalf of their religious upbringing is, like, just yeah. wrong. I agree. Yeah. I'm, I'm right wrong. there with you. Yeah. Wrong. We're all in that boat together. Right, so, so you're not Jewish, but do you, and I'm so curious to hear your answer to this, like, what is your relationship to Judaism? Mm. Um, I don't, this is kind of, like, weird for me to say. I don't think I've ever said it out loud. But, like, and maybe this is, like, for all I know, this is just, like, my childhood mind knowing you, Tanara, but, and, like, your family. But, like, I always wished that, like, instead of a Catholic family, I could have grown up in a Jewish family. <laughs> Wait, say more things. Why? <laughs> hear me out. Hear me out. I feel like. There are some, like, I have always thought of being Catholic as, like, an ethnicity, almost, not a religion. Like, there were so many, like, cultural things that, like, had absolutely nothing to do with faith for most of us that, like, we were just brought up doing. And, like, it was, I don't know, like, there's just, like, two very distinct relationships that it seems like people have with Catholicism with like when you're growing up Catholic like you're either like a spiritual Catholic who is like really dedicated to the traditions because of the meaning that they have um religiously or then there's like those of us who grew up just like going through you know like the sacraments and having a barbecue and like I got to wear like a white dress and that was fun and like (laughs) I don't know like 
we go to church on Christmas, that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's so interesting that you say that because I feel like my relationship with Judaism is exactly the same. It has absolutely nothing to do with whether or not I believe in God and it has absolutely nothing to do with like how much I believe in practicing Judaism as like a spiritual duty. It's actually just like entirely cultural for me. Mm. Totally. Yeah, that's exactly it. Except you got liberal parents. So it just seems unfair. And that's all I'm going to say. Okay, but I do want to just caveat this with not every Jewish parent is a liberal parent. So like, I I did luck out. Shout out to my parents. I'm extremely lucky. But like, it is not that's not necessarily like a rule. (laughs) So yeah, totally school me on that. Like, Touch me on my uh, assumptions and like my biases, but well, I, I I do love that your perception of Judaism are like cool hippie Jews because that feels good. That's a that that's a good flavor really of good. Judaism. Yeah. yeah, it's a real good flavor. It's a great flavor. I'm curious. Has have you ever been in a space where people have thought you were Jewish because your name is Sarah? Um, people actually ask me if I'm Jewish all the time. Mm. Mm. Really? Is it because of your name or because of other things? I do not know. I guess, I don't know. I really don't. That's so interesting. Wow. I know what my dad would say, Sarah. Are you ready? I'm ready. Tanara's dad moment. Um, My dad would say that, that people think that you're uh, Jewish because you're so, like, sarcastic and witty. Mm. That's a very East Coast Jew thing. It's a very East Coast Jew thing. My dad was raised by New York Jews. Yep. You got to be sarcastic and witty. Yeah. And, like, you were, I mean, like... Let's talk about the AC heat joke. Like you were flinging them from an early age. So. Apparently, <laughs> has anybody ever been like, "Are you Jewish?" Because and like said something sort of shocking and random as their reason? No, no. And I think honestly, like people tend to back off. Like number one, it's never a Jewish person that's asking me if mm. I'm Jewish. So oh, yeah. what does that mean? Like we don't have to unpack all that right now. But like, <laughs> no. <I> mean, <laughs> like. I feel like when I say uh, that I'm not, then, you know, it's like, oh, uh, why did you think so? It's like, oh, just wondering, you know, like. Okay, here's the thing. Our conversation about Central Ohio gave me a thought, and this thought is also our daily wasp moment. Oh, my God. So if you remember from episode one, SJ, we have, an, we have a daily wasp moment, which we started by accident when we were talking about Thoreau. And this is what it is. So I used to also do HIV prevention stuff um, in New Mexico, and one of the people who was in this, like, team with me doing that was from Central Ohio. She's a very kind person who I liked a lot, and also she just, like, had never met a Jew. And she met me. My last name is Siegel, S-I-E-G-E-L, which is, like, whatever. I I like my last name a lot. Whatever. So she met me, and she, like, literally knew nothing about Jews, and she was like, Nathan, if you're Jewish, why don't you have a Jewish last name? Oh. And I was like, first, it just is, it just is, like, a very, like, just, like, like, that's an Ashkenaz, like, people would... It's just the most it's Jewish just, name. It's just, like, very obviously Jewish. And also, what does it even mean to have a Jewish last name? Do you know what I mean? I don't have a Jewish like, last what, name. But what does it even mean? Anyone yeah, who's ooh, a Jew course, has a last name I mean. and has a Jewish yeah. last name. You can just ask someone why they're black. <laughs> <laughs> or why they're white. Or why, is why they're white. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just ask someone why they're white. Oh, my God. Shout out to the iconic 2004 film Mean Girl. Shout out to Tina Fey. Lindsay Lohan. <laughs> Karen from Mean Girls. What's her real name? Amanda Seyfried. Mm. Uh, Mamma Mia. Okay, great. Did you want to ask another question? Uh, do you want to <laughs> Yeah, I'm going to ask a question. We're going to pivot a little bit to um, a question we're asking to every Sarah. Sarah or, or Sarah. SJ or Sarah, which is um, going to be a game changer and also a little bit of a topic switch here. If, <laughs> <laughs> if you were a bending machine, what would you bend? Um, is it a paid vending machine or can it be free? Any kind you want. You can also decide how people would pay if you want. Free really shows your spirit. I like this. That's a good question. Um, I think I would vend memes. Wow. Tell us more. I feel good about this. Something like ridiculous and silly, like when people are having a bad day or like if they're just grumpy and don't know it, like you just go get yourself something to laugh at. Like, go. Yes. Go get some irony. Um, okay, so here's the other thing. We have a segment called... What, what's it called? Should I buy that? 
But we forgot to do it in the first part, which is when Tal talks about something she's thinking about buying, and then you get to give advice about whether or not she should buy it. But Tal has not yet told us about what that thing is, so now is the moment. Tal, what are you We are all about learning buying? about this together at the same time. Okay. Um. Well, <laughs> sh- just throw back to the episode one where I was talking about the pink faux fur coat. Mm. Um, went on sale again, and I bought that pink faux fur coat. So. Shout so out just to me know, for treating myself. Sarah, just know that you have incredible power here. Mm. Yes. Shout out to Sarah for telling me I should get it. So you, SJ, here's what I'm thinking about getting. And at this point, because the date that I need it for is this weekend, uh, for a Halloween's party, um, I am thinking about buying entirely glitter ankle boots. <laughs> <laughs> entirely glitter gold ankle boots. So I can be Bruce... Springs Queen, drag queen Bruce Springsteen. Mm. I mean, I'm just thinking about other occasions that you'll get to wear these once you buy them. And honestly, I can't think of a situation in which I wouldn't wear those. So, yeah. oh my god, you had me really worried for a second, but that you were going to say uh, that I would wear those, and I was like, oh, you don't know me at all. So. <laughs> <laughs> No, I was like, Sarah's practical and fun. Yes. You do seem uh, practical and fun. That's the right answer. So the truth is that I should order them and expedite the shipping so that they're here by the time I need them for my Halloween outfit. And also, they're going to look so great with the pink fur coat. <laughs> You're not wrong. Yes! You're not wrong. That's the thing. Wait, Sarah, this is our spooky Halloween episode we never talked about once in Act 1. What are you going to be for Halloween this year? Oh, you sh- just forget it. No, wait. <laughs> wait, what? Wait, I won't forget it. Now I'm intrigued. Well, I don't have anything. Like, I usually wear a t-shirt on Halloween. I'm the t-shirt Halloween girl. What is your t-shirt? Well, like, last year, um, I had, like, a t-shirt that had nine Ds written on it. Like, the letter D nine times, because I was a nine Ds kid. <laughs> 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 We are your audience. That is silly. That is that is whimsical. And I like it. Okay, we do have to say goodbye. But Sarah, I'm like not kidding. I'm can you please like Facebook message me your number so that we can hang out when I come home for Thanksgiving? Yeah, we can be real friends again. Shout out to the pod. Shout out to the pod. Thank you. Thank you so much for doing this. You are incredible. I've loved talking to you. Wow, this has been amazing. It was a pleasure. (laughs) Bye, y'all. Bye, Sarah. Sarah, Sarah, and Sarah. Sarah, Sarah, and Sarah is brought to you by Blue Apron. Blue Apron. Blue Apron. (laughs) Bletter, blade, a blob. Tell, tell us about what you made this week in your blue apron kit. This week I made um, a, <laughs> a seared flank steak. Ooh. Ooh. And um, ooh, it came with a yogurt sauce and a cucumber s- <laughs> so a you- cucumber salad. So like I'm a, going for like, like a Mediterranean Like a tzatziki? Like, <laughs> like a tzatziki. Oh, you make a tzatziki. So I have... <laughs> I have a question about the blapron, the blapron steak, which is this. When it comes in the mail, does it come frozen? Like, how do they, how do they get meat to you in the I mail? I genuinely... <laughs> it's like, I genuinely it sounds like a joke, but it's because, a real question. No, it is a real question, because aren't there laws about you how you can't send, ro- like, rotting meat in the mail? Well, I don't think... Definitely. Bla- definitely is not sending rotting meat. So tell us, Tom, did it come frozen? I think what I'm going to say is that it comes in, like, an insulated box. <laughs> like, when you order, like, Amazon Fresh, right? Like, doesn't it come in, like, an ins... Or, oh, you think we know the answer to that? <laughs> I saw a picture on Facebook once of somebody who got something from Giant, or maybe it was HelloFresh or something, and it comes in, like, insulated... <laughs> insulated lunch boxes. Okay, but so, that seems like, like a lunchable such moment? a waste of resources and packaging. It's the American food system. But, like, can't you just... Go to the grocery store. You fucking can. And if you don't want to do that, <laughs> you can. But, okay, just to be clear, you the can grocery- get Instacart also. What is Instacart? Go Puff. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> okay, just to be clear, the American grocery stores also have like a lot of waste packaging. No, a hundred percent. But that's like we're cutting down on like four hundred percent of that if you don't get a cardboard box full of containers, full of food, full of other containers. No, it's like an insulated tin foil, like a lunchbox. Can you can you recycle it? I don't think you can recycle. Can it. you reuse you could, it? Like you could bring it with you on a picnic or something. Oh, a picnic! But Blue if apron. you're getting Have a apron all the time, like that's maybe it's just in a box. I don't know because I've never gotten. Blue no, you just had my flex stink. <laughs> And you just kind of, somebody else brought that in for you. You don't, yeah, they did. Blood apron, a blood blade, a blicknick. (laughs) (laughs) A blood blade, a (laughs) blood. Sarah, Sarah, and Sarah. Nath, I know you have something really important you wanted to talk to us today about. I don't know how to explain champagne. Here's what's happening. You may be familiar, there's a new film. I can't wait. There's a new film out called A Star is Born. It stars Lady Gaga herself <sighs> I do and Bradley Cooper, who we're less interested in. Heard of it, heard of it, heard um, of it. Loved him in Silver Lighting. I originally, I, I originally heard about it when I was listening to the NPR Pop Culture Happy Hour, which I would say I do about twice a year. Um, <laughs> and I'm always like, who are they, though? But I do like knowing about what's happening in the film world. Yep, you definitely stay current. I... <laughs> And boycotting that film, and we can talk about that. Okay, later. but I'm talking about we're still in the Empire NPR. Although okay. I did not like their take on Love Sign. Anyways, whatever. Okay, that actually weren't. Anyways, so this is the deal. I saw A Star Is Born, which I was excited about. I love a musical. I love a Lady Gaga moment. I love a big show. I love a show. I love a movie that's like a big deal, like a big deal film. You know, like people go to see it. It's like got a lot of buzz. Like it's a whole experience. I love that. And I just have to say. I didn't care for it. Oh my god, I'm so happy I that you said that because now yes. I don't have to watch it because I'm boycotting it, but I do like feeling justified. Well, here's the thing about it. First of all, this is the opening statement. Lady Gaga is extremely talented. Oh, that, but that was never in that's question. Just, like, she can act so well. She can yeah. sing so well. Like, that's yeah. just like, but it's like, Bradley Cooper, literally Bradley Cooper directed this film that he also starred in, which I don't think is ever a great move, but also like... He, I didn't know that he directed it, and I was watching it, and at the end of it, and the credits come up, and it, it just directed by Bradley Cooper, and I literally audibly in the front row of the audience went, oh, <laughs> because the whole, the whole movie was just like Bradley Cooper being like, I'm the best. Can and I it's like, just, because this is the only reason why I'm boycotting this, I don't have a, like a really intelligent reason, um, it's because that stupid fucking clip where he's like, uh, he's like, hey, turn around. And she she turns around and he, and she's like what and he's like I just want to get another look at you. First of all, lowering your voice and putting on a fake Southern accent, Bradley Cooper does not an Oscar award winner make. Like it just I don't understand what yes. the goal is. And also like your face is blotchy red and it's like I got ugly for this part. It's like you know how how much work women have to do to cover up their human faces in order to like. Also, then put on more makeup to look real in order to like get a, a Oscar. In order to be like, women can do the things that men can do. People still don't think women are funny. Like I just, you know, like you can't like not wear makeup on a movie set and be like, I worked hard. Like no, you didn't. No, he, probably, he didn't. He it did probably not. was really hard to direct a movie, and so. Acting. But like if you're Bradley yeah, Cooper, you just get that. Him because there are plenty of fantastic women actors and directors, and there are plenty of fantastic trans actors and directors, and queer actors and directors, and people of color actors and directors that do the whole fucking thing, and they're not getting the hype that a Star Wars born is getting. That's so true. Bradley Cooper, share your damn spotlight or get off the stage. Okay, but yes. Also, just don't lower your voice and call it acting. That's that's like a very like eleventh grade moment. That's like I'm, I'm gonna pl- do my I'm playing voice different now, and that's how you know I'm a a man. <laughs> you sound like Harvey Firestein. <laughs> it's, uh, it's like uh, it's like oh. that's not that's not hot. I don't <laughs> think that's hot. hot. I I also don't that. think that it's hot. And maybe maybe what I'm reacting to is like Bradley Cooper is so brave. He's not playing somebody hot this time. And I'm like, no! That's not how acting works. Wait, was that a narrative about the movie? Maybe this is the one I made up in my head. I feel like he's... <laughs> I mean, it was kind of like, I'm so hot, I'm Bradley Cooper, but I was like, but are you? I don't know. It's just also like, 
it's late. It's like you can't play alongside Lady Gaga and be like, but I'm the more glamorous one. It's Lady Real. Gaga. Real. Like she just, she's just she's just more like, talented and better. Discovers her. The story. First of all, this is a remake of a remake. I don't. I think it was the '50s. There was one in the '50s and one in the '70s and one now, or maybe it's the '70s and not, I don't know. No, I'm no. Not, there was one. In, I think there was one in pre-'50s and there was one in the '50s and now there's one because the one in the '50s was the middle one and it had Judy Garland in it. If I am correct, and that was based on a conversation I had with like grandmother, and sometimes you can't really tell what she's. <laughs> Tell the truth. But they're definitely Either by Judy Garland is queen. There definitely were two before this. So first of all, not only is this a story we've heard before because it's just a story we've heard before in the movies, it's literally a remake of a remake in a literal sense. So we've literally heard it before, but the plot is Bradley Cooper's like some kind of a hot singer man. I can't really tell what genre. He's like famous. He Isn't finds, it country? He finds Lady Gaga. It's unclear what year it's said and it could be 2003, it could be 2008, it could be now. You can't really tell until they pull out their smartphone like an hour into the movie when it's set and then it's like oh my god she's so talented I discovered her in a drag bar where like somehow she's singing Shangela is there which is incredible but it's like literally what's going on is they're in a drag bar with drag queens and then like the, the whole purpose of the existence of that drag car and the drag bar in the film is as a setting for like this straight couple to meet and then have a movie and it's just Ew. like ugh you know no. like it's like it's like we finally get we finally like Shangela's in a movie but like it's literally it's like such a gay best friend moment I can't even handle it there first of all then Lady Gaga's character also has another gay best friend who's like literally like if somebody was like doing a college class on the gay best friend trope like this would be that perfectly there's a magical negro character who kind of has like Bradley Cooper has a conversation with him who he's like okay I'm gonna solve your all your problem like I'm gonna like make your future you know it's like this is what how you need to live your life and Bradley Cooper's like I am the main character you know it's like it's like it's like you just have to get like a local 19 year old who has a twitter to be like don't do that you know like like I just don't understand it's like the whole movie felt like it could have come out in 2006 and I feel like in the last decade we've had like like twitter and like the internet has had all these conversations about like representation and movies and narrative and gender and like race and like how we present these things in movies and this movie was just like could have come out couldn't come out before all that. Didn't take any of that into account. Doesn't matter. Directed by Bradley like, Cooper. Like, just literally... The story Directed is... The, sto Bradley the story Cooper. is nothing. Like, the story was all about how Bradley Cooper is the main character. And it was like, but Lady Gaga's in it. It's literally called A Star is Born, but it wasn't her story. It was his story. Even though she was the star that was born. Also, when stars are born, it's fucking violent. Do you know what happens in space when a star is born? Kabloosh. Kabloosh is right. <laughs> so that's what I learned about supernova in fifth grade. Just like... Space gas that just goes <laughs> boom, <laughs> like and a star is born. Yeah. So I know that I, I know that we've talked about this before, and I know that you always bring up a very good point when we talk about this, which is like I have no idea what's happening. <laughs> <laughs> yes, which yes, is yes, like yes, yes. Movies that actually like give a sliver of representation to marginalized mm -hmm. identities cannot be everything for everyone, and it's yes. unfair to be like to be angry at them for not being everything for everyone, where we could be, rightfully so, angry at A Star Is Born. Wait, this is exactly what I was right, thinking. Like, right, It's like, Call Me By Your Name came out right around the same time Love, Simon came out, which also has, like, a gay storyline. Shout out to the book. It's based on Simon vs. Homo Sapiens Agenda by Becky Albertalli. Anyways, and then, and then Crazy Rich Asians came out, and all three of those were, like, like, for, the, for Call Me By Your Name and Love, Simon, it was like, it's gay, but it's not... At, like here are all the groups it's not representing which is like I think a totally fair critique especially when it's like leveled by people who are from the groups that it's like ignoring right like who are like queer people of color or trans people of color who are like don't say that this is a movie representing me because it's not it's super not like, I'm like, not a privileged white kid that's like got really supportive parents and that like has these amazing international experiences yeah. You know, like, yeah and like I think that's a totally fair, fair critique but I but then I sometimes feel like people who are just kind of like like, NPR people who, like, that's not their experience at all are like, call me by your name is not everything. So, da 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 It needs to be better. If it's going to be gay, it has to be gay for perfect. It has to be everything. It has to be perfect. But nobody ever says that about A Star is Born, which is a remake of a remake. And also, literally, every story is just like, this husband's kind of bad to his wife. She puts up with it. That's the film. The same <laughs> thing happened when Crazy Rich, Rich Asians came yeah. out. And people were like, it's an all-Asian cast. But they're, they're, rich. they're super rich and like that's not every single, that's not representative of like all these other Asian and Asian American experiences, which is like fair and also like it's, it's just like, but no one said that about A Star Is Born. Like I am, I am really here for someone being like A Star Is Born. This is not representative of Asian American experiences. <laughs> like I, I, that's not a joke. Like I'm fully serious yeah. because it's like, it's also, it's doing literally nothing to represent any story and, and Crazy Rich Asians like, 
is like in a way it's like wow this is incredible that there's an all Asian cast it like shouldn't be incredible but it is oh also like it's incredible that an Asian man is in a romantic lead like that is so underrepresented and like so much stigma comes with that so it's like amazing that there's an Asian man who were like oh he's so attractive we want to fall in love with him like the the female characters fall in love shout out to Josh in Crazy Ex-Girlfriend yes yes I had a moment where I couldn't Mm. remember what you were talking about well you know what yeah we're going fast. Sarah, Sarah, and Sarah. We are confused. <laughs> Sarah, Sarah, and Sarah, we're going fast. Should we do our thank yous? Yes. Thank you. Thank you to my friend Sarah, also known as SJ. Woo! Um, I, uh, when we came up with this idea for this podcast, Sarah slash SJ was the first person that came into my mind as somebody oh. that we should talk to. And I was genuinely so excited to bring her onto the podcast. And she was our second Sarah, and she was so yes-anding us and so hype and so with us. And I'm just, like, I'm so excited to hang out with her during Thanksgiving. I'm literally so excited for this friendship to re-blossom. Oh, my God. Like a for perennial sure. plan. <laughs> um, shout out to all of our sponsors. <laughs> Blade Brand, Casper Mattress, and ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter. Maybe one day you'll actually give us money. <laughs> nope. <laughs> it, no, what do you mean nope? They will We said Blue Apron, a bladder blade, a blob. <laughs> Sorry, y'all. Well, listen, they don't know how many listeners we have. It's 40 like million. <laughs> 40 million. <laughs> I'd like to give a shout out to um, Sarah Kugelman, <laughs> our sound director. Mm. I want to shout out Tal's two pets who are not here with us today because they're in a different apartment. Shout out to Iggy the Iggy the piggy, who's also Iggo the cat, and you know Mary the my- cat, and also Levi Leviticus the dog, who is probably living his best life just running in circles. He's it is great. In Aww. running in circles. <laughs> also shout He's out to um, everyone else on our production team, Sarah Schmalman, who also helped with the video editing and uh, 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 image design. And Sarah Finkelstein, who did casting. (laughs) (laughs) Um, As always, a a great shout out to our spiritual advisor, Sarah Berman. Sarah Berman. Berman. (laughs) Um, And and a genuine shout out to my roommate, Anna. Um, Thank you for, um, you know... Putting up with our shit. Knowing all the inside jokes to our podcast. Yeah, I live with a roomie. And 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 so that's... Uh, and, and she has had to hear so many different clips of this podcast as I was editing last week. And has had to or has gotten to? <laughs> well, she's never complained about it, so that's yes. good. Nice. Also, shout out to Abby. Abby. Our friend Abby, who lent us their recording equipment, which without the equipment, <laughs> we would not have Z-Pod. Uh, shout out to Barefoot Mascot. Oh boy, we finished that bottle. And uh, it's they... a Tuesday. And I think they're gonna sponsor us for real, for real though. If anyone from Barefoot is listening, just give us a call. Eight six seven five three zero nine.